When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Everybody, welcome to another episode of After Impact. This is the show where normally Agent Smith and I are breaking down the amazing episode that we've just had with the guest. But today I am flying solo because literally L.A. is burning. And while our house is not in immediate danger, we are very much keeping a very close eye on this. Everyone is working from home. The smoke is crazy. Um, Traffic was just absolute bananas because of what's going on so forgive me that we are going to be minus agent smith for today but he has he's here live with me on slack uh and he's sending questions and today we're going to be talking about taylor wilson taylor wilson is an extraordinary human being if you guys don't already know about this guy go out and research him he is mind-blowing at the age of 14 he became the youngest person ever to create nuclear fusion. Let that sink in for a minute. If you're feeling really good about your accomplishments, uh, spending any time researching this guy is going to make you feel like you've done nothing with your life. Just a, a really, really extraordinary mind and somebody that I was really excited to meet. I had been stalking. I happened to be friends with his manager and I was stalking him like, you've got to get this guy on the show. Like It would just be really, really amazing. And he did not disappoint. So if you guys haven't already seen this episode, be sure to check it out. He literally is a boy genius. But the fascinating thing about this guy is he'll be the first to tell you that what made him extraordinary actually isn't his intellect. And in the episode, he said aptitude is important, but it's not that important, which stopped me dead in my tracks. I was really, really surprised to hear that. And the fascinating thing about this, and I'll be interested to see if an agent Smith's questions that we get into this, uh, but that his brother actually tests off the charts and um, in every like aptitude test scores higher than Taylor does. But Taylor has done so much more with his life. And the question is why? And I have no doubt that we'll get into that. So I won't dive too deep into that uh, right now, but we'll, we'll definitely go hard later. All right. Agent Smith wants to know curiosity and obsession are recurring themes on the show why is that? And I think that he means um, our show in general, not just on this episode with Taylor Wilson. And the reason is, and and I can speak to these personally, I will just tell you that you need something to fuel you during the um, the gaining of mastery process. So we're trying to bring people on that have really accomplished something extraordinary. We're not bringing people on that are lucky or what have you. We're really bringing people on that have just smashed it in their field. To do that, it's really a, a pretty simple, straightforward process. And that process is as follows. Get really good at something. Become extraordinarily capable. Now, hiding in that is 
that the extraordinary part is compared to others. So you've really got to become extraordinary compared to others. And how do you go about doing that? You go about doing that by putting in an amount of work that compared to other people is just inhuman. And the only thing that's going to pull you through that, and that really is the key, there's got to be something pulling you through. And the two things, literally, I mean, Will played, um, Jared and I did not discuss this beforehand, but the two things that are going to pull you through really are curiosity and obsession. And obsession, um, you can think of as somewhat uh, the same as a passion. It's just something that you you really think about, you spend time on, whether people want you to or not, it just occupies you. It captures your imagination in a way that other things don't. And when you're totally captured like that, you're just going to go into every nook and cranny of a subject you want to learn. And in fact, this right here, lean in close. I'm telling you, this is the thing. When you really get a neurochemical response of just joy, excitement around something, you'll drop your ego. And when you drop your ego because you want to learn, because you're more excited about what you're going to learn, what you're going to be able to do, than you are about feeling just good about yourself or thinking you're a stud or like being impressed by your current accomplishments. Like everything around your self-esteem is just, or not even, it's not even that. It's that you've got so much excitement around something that you're not even thinking about your self-esteem. You're just amped about that thing, like whatever that is, if you've ever had a taste of that in your life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's going to be the thing that gives you the energy that pulls you through so that you can really get extraordinary. And so when you look at somebody like Taylor Wilson and you realize what he's accomplished, it is because he's so curious. It is because he's obsessed. Like those are the very things that give him that juice to work that hard. All right. And uh, Agent Smith wants to know, how do you know the difference between serious interest in something and a true passion for it? So honestly, I think the only way to discover that is going through the process of gaining mastery. I think that you can be really interested in something and not want to fight through all the boredom and all of that to really get great. I'll use video games as, as an example. I really, really enjoy video games, but it's not a true passion for me. I'm not going to carve out the kind of time to like really become extraordinary, be exceptional. Um, it, it just, it doesn't capture me like that. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great hobby. It's something I truly, truly enjoy, but it does not capture me mind, body, and spirit. So um, that, that just like that feeling you get inside is how you know the difference. But the way that you, you create that feeling to see if it's really going to be something is going down the process of gaining mastery, practicing, really trying to get good, saying to yourself, I want to become the best in the world at this. And then when you say, I want to become the best in the world at this, and you identify who the best is, and you think about what it would take to actually beat them, then if that feels you with dread is not a passion. If that gets you excited and you long for the day where you're going to be able to go up against that, you know, formidable competitor and you're just amped up about that notion, then that that is a very good indicator that this is a real passion for you. All right, next question. By the way, I'm going to go a little bit faster than normal because it's going to have to be a somewhat truncated um, issue, like I said, because of the fires. Like, this day is crazy weird. Uh, so, all right, next one up. Applying knowledge to a tangential field in order to find breakthroughs. Is there any way to use this concept for personal development to achieve breakthroughs? Have you used this technique in your career as an entrepreneur? Yes, God, I love this question. Dude, can I just say for a second, and because he's not here, um, you guys trust me when I say this is sincere. I absolutely love Agent Smith. Like, dude, the way that he thinks is so interesting. Uh, I have 
I love that you've asked this question. I'm doing this right now. In fact, the reason that I have to leave early today is we are, look, we're still negotiating the contract, so who knows, but we're like really deep in contract negotiations with um, uh, a creator, I'll leave it that vague, a creator that we're gonna be doing, it looks like a comic book with, and I am I am so amped about this. And as I was coming up with ideas, um, because I'll, uh, We'll be basically doing the the joint creative. So um, on the impact theory side, I'm going to be leading the charge, which means I get to click over into that world and really just think about like what kind of story do we want to tell? How are we going to have the kind of impact on people that I want to have? And as I was diving into like what is that first thread that you pull to brainstorm? And the thread that I started pulling on without giving too much away is I started researching the topic that I think is going to sit in the background. So not even researching the person that we're going to be working with or the central character, but researching the real life thing that's in the background of all of this. So it isn't about law, but let's say it was about law, right? That the guy was a lawyer or something like that. So in that scenario, the equivalent to what I did was I just went in and started researching law. And so in researching that topic, like all these ideas start happening because you're you're stepping outside of like the straight ahead, straightforward thing that you think you're supposed to be doing. So the example that Taylor gives is you have people that have um, major breakthroughs in physics that were actually messing around in chemistry or they'll have major breakthroughs in biology, but they were messing with chemistry or they'll have the breakthrough in chemistry because they were messing around in biology. And it's really, really fascinating the way that that happens because you're getting outside of the dogmatic way that you normally think you're tangential to something where your mind is fresh where you don't have the level of assumptions that you have in that area where you already have mastery and this is the tricky thing about mastery gaining mastery is exactly what makes you good but it's also what makes you vulnerable to other people coming along and knocking you off that pedestal and that's where like one of the main things that i focus on in my life is not allowing my thinking to calcify into dogma, to always be looking for ways that I'm wrong. And going back, Agent Smith, you motherfucker, going back to your initial question of curiosity and obsession, because I'm so curious, because I'm obsessed, like that's so much more interesting to me intellectually that I find myself just dropping my ego. Like I, I, I don't care about being right. I don't care about where I'm at today. I want to know how much farther can I go. And that's something that you just see in spades with my boy Taylor Wilson. I think that is why he's been able to do a lot of the things that he's been able to do because he's, he's always excited. And he talked about this in the episode. He's always excited to meet people that know something that he doesn't know, to be outside of his realm of understanding, to be encountering something new because it's there. That's all the juice, man. All the juice is in what you don't know today. It's like if your skill set has already taken you as far as it's going to take you, which I really believe the place where you're at in your life, wherever you're at, good, bad, or indifferent, is a result of the skill set that you currently have. It's already taken you as far as it's going to take you. And every day, if you want to make progress, you've got to show up and learn something new. And that means dropping that ego. And so that's why I think a lot of this, these breakthroughs happen in these tangential areas. You don't know enough about it to have ego. So your mind is totally open and you're able also to cross the knowledge with what you do know. So you've got the new learnings that you're making in this new endeavor um, now swirling around with all of the ideas that you have from the other area. And that interplay of ideas is really where things get exciting. All right. 
Next question. Taylor says, being in the room with somebody who has knowledge that I don't is one of the best experiences. All right, I just talked about that. Totally, man, I get that. And I think that that's one of the things that makes him great. Um, Agent Smith asks, I find it easy to slip into a mode with people you don't know where you are projecting your own knowledge. How do you make the mental shift to simply absorb knowledge? So to me, this really comes down to how good do you want to get? Like, are you really trying to be the greatest of all time? Are you really like, are you really, this is something that I've really had to face in myself. Am I really trying to pull people out of the matrix? Am I really trying to build a studio bigger than anybody's ever built? Am I really trying to do those things? Because if I'm actually trying to do that, then the thing that I have to admit that I have to own, that I have to be very comfortable with is that I'm not yet the man I need to be in order to do that. And if I'm not yet the man I need to be, how am I going to become that? And if my ego's getting in the way, if I'm not listening to people, if I'm not hungry to learn more, then I know that I'm never going to get there. So really actually caring about that thing, like suddenly I don't want to teach. I just want to listen. I want to learn. And when you're, oh man, like I find there's so much power in learning because I'm really not satisfied with where I'm at today. And so I know to get that next breakthrough, I've really got to sit myself at somebody's feet and learn, learn, learn. And that is certainly why I read obsessively. That's why I love doing impact theory is I get to sit and listen. You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions. And I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing. And a big part of that strict diet is high quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off, and that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. 
Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. All right, next up from our sadly absent Agent Smith is Taylor's optimism around finding the next Taylor Wilson in a rural area of the world that doesn't currently have even electricity is very similar to your mission, Tom, of mining for astronauts in places that have a poverty of mindset. How did this hit you in the interview? Um, It it hits me well, and I, I always feel like an immediate kindred spirit with people who have the following sense, that there are extraordinary human beings that will never develop their full potential simply because of where they're born. That haunts me. That haunts me so much that that's what impact theory is all about, is there are people, whether they grow up affluent or whether they grow up poor, if they have a poverty of mindset, they're never going to actually express their potential, develop their potential, get good and become capable of the extraordinary simply because of that mindset, which almost always is a reflection of the people that they're around, which is almost always a reflection of the geography that they're around. So it really becomes this terrifying knock-on effect of like, if you have empathy and real love for your fellow human, it's like, God, that is so horrifying to me that some people simply because of where they started are never going to be able to to um, make the most of their potential. So hearing him talk about that, seeing how he's driven 
to really help that impact. Like he mentioned it, like even before getting to the end of the interview where I asked him just straight up, when's the impact that you want to have on the world? He kept talking about impact. And I was like, man, this is like a setup. And look, I get it. People are primed to talk about impact because the name of the show is Impact Theory. But like that's where this kid exists. And as you research him long before he knew who we were, that was really one of the driving forces in his life. And he talked about that with his grandmother when she was diagnosed with cancer and that he really started thinking about what are the real world applications of what I'm doing. And that became the thing that really captured his imagination, really pushed him forward, gave him that drive and that energy to really want to do something because he could see how it would impact other people. Now, to me, this is just like baseline human biology. The fact is the human animal is a social animal. We are all hardwired. We are hard hard-coded to want to bring value to the tribe. We're hard-coded to want to know where we fit in the tribe and to really see like, man, the set of skills that I've worked my ass off to get, like it actually matters. And think about that for a second. That's something that really, truly is intoxicating for me. I want to matter. I want to matter. And I'm not a guy that thinks about legacy. So this isn't about mattering after I'm dead. This is about mattering right now today. This is about being needed as much as you are wanted. Like, can you develop a skill set that people need that actually helps them? I love that so much. And that was really interesting to hear him talk about it and to see that that really does drive what he's doing. So yeah, I, I absolutely love that about Taylor. That totally resonates with me. All right, next question. Taylor emphasizes the importance of understanding the history of a field in order to make an impact within it. How do you approach historical research in your journey as an entrepreneur? I almost don't at all. And so that was one of those things. Hearing Taylor say that, I was like, wow, that's actually really fascinating. I, I don't know um, how much that applies to me. And if I'm really honest, in the interview, I thought, is this just because he's smarter than me? Like that he understands how powerful and useful it would be to really understand the history of how these ideas came about? Um, or is it just that, no, I could completely get that and that would be an amazingly powerful technique and I just haven't used it? Or is it just not a technique that works for me? I don't know what the answer is, but the truth is that isn't a strategy that I employ. Now I go deep on a field, but more, I'm not, I'm actually not trying to figure out the history. I'm not trying to ask the question, how did we end up here? I'm really just trying to understand like at a deep and fundamental level, where are we? So if that forced me that I had to backtrack and like, how did we end up here to like wrap my head around it? I certainly would. Uh, but that just hasn't been, um, what I've found myself needing to do. But I really try to go in and develop a profound sense of an understanding of an area that I really have to get. So, I mean, let's just take YouTube. We're trying to grow on YouTube. So I really need to understand, like, where is the YouTube algorithm right now today? I'm not worrying about how we got here or any of that stuff, which maybe I should. I'm not saying this is the right way. I'm just saying this is what I do. But I really, really force myself to develop a deep understanding of that algorithm so that I can be effective. And I judge myself entirely based on the results. All right, next up, failure is the catalyst for innovation. When you fail, do you have any techniques for drawing out the insights that will lead to the next big breakthrough? Um, do I have any techniques? Wow, so I have a, oh, shame on me. All right, I oh, you guys would love what that alarm was. I'm not gonna give it away, but oh, yeah. Yes, one day, hopefully that, that alarm will be very important to everyone listening to this right now. Sorry for the tease. Um, okay, so um, 
do I have techniques for dealing with failure? More than I would say it's a technique is I definitely have a the belief system that kicks in and the um, visual that I use is my mind is a pachinko ball machine. So it's got all these um, sticks that the ball is bouncing around and the goal is to change the trajectory of that ball. Let's say it's a failure or a negative thought or whatever and I need to get a positive outcome from that thing. So what does that process look like? And for me, the process is that that failure has to encounter things like some of my most fundamental beliefs, for instance, everything is my fault. Okay, so if I know everything is my fault, what could I have done differently to not have failed at said experiment? Or there's something to learn in failure. Failure is one of the most important teachers ever for those that are willing to admit that they've made a mistake. Okay, fantastic. What can I learn from this? Oh, shit, there's XYZ. Like the guy that um, was, I forget what experiment he was running, but he left a Petri dish out, goes away on vacation, comes back, and realizes that the mold had killed some bacteria that he'd left in the Petri dish. And that's where penicillin comes from, right? And it's the birth of the antibiotic age. So it's like... Like when you're willing to learn from your mistake rather than going, oh, I can't believe that I left these trays out. This is really embarrassing. Let me clean them before like I have to wallow in the mistake that I made. Really looked at it and said, is there something to learn here? So that that is huge. So it it really is the 25 point belief system, which, by the way, if you guys haven't already downloaded, go to impacttheory.com right now. It's the 25 pieces of that pachenko machine that I'm talking about that that helps me turn a failure into a lesson. It helps me turn a negative thought into something empowering. Uh, I wrote them down so you can go download them right now on impacttheory.com. So go check that out. Um, but that's really what I do. It's not necessarily hardcore technique as much as it is um, a belief system that I force every uh, belief, thought, action, result, you know, whatever to go through that. All right, this is going to have to be the last question, and it is the moment you stop being curious. This looks like a Taylor quote. The moment you stop being curious, you are no longer a scientist. To be a scientist is to not know. I just love that quote, says Jared. All right. I love that as well, and I think that people really do need to cultivate a sense of curiosity in themselves, and this goes back to that very first question about curiosity and obsession. If you get those, you're going to have that thing that pulls you through. Um, so I'm totally with you, Jared, and there's one thing I want to mention before I go because I, I promise we talk about this at the beginning of the episode, and that is that you have here you have Taylor Wilson, clearly really, really smart, and I asked him in the episode if he considers himself a genius, and and he was pretty honest about it, and he said, look, I, you know, I must have some sort of um, like bent towards that. Like I, I probably have an easier time than most people, but the truth is the thing that made me great wasn't my aptitude for science. It was really my curiosity, and in researching him, the thing that I found so fascinating is his brother Joey. His brother Joey, by every standard measure, is smarter than Taylor, but he hasn't accomplished anything near what Taylor's accomplished. And so, and and Taylor talks about this in the episode, and he said, look, the reason I think that my brother, despite being smarter than me, the reason that he hasn't done that is he just hasn't found that thing that he's passionate about. Now, you know me, I don't like the use, I don't like the use of the word found. I think it's something that you cultivate. I think ultimately you take an interest and through engagement, you turn it into a fascination through the gaining of mastery, you turn it into a real passion and finding things like impact, which Taylor talked about, like seeing how it connects to the wider world and maybe an you know, I'm literally thinking about this in real time. Maybe this is something that I should really be thinking about. What What is an outcome, which I don't normally think about, but what is an outcome that jazzes you up? What is that impact that you want to have on the world? Like if it's pulling people out of the matrix like it is for me, like 
Start with that. Get amped up about that. And then let that be the thing that's really your guiding light. And then the skill set that you're acquiring is merely something that's meant to feed into that. And so the irony of ironies here, the very question that I end all of the interviews with, which I've always thought is a question only for people that already know what their passion is, maybe that's where you should start. Like, imagine yourself uh, winning an award or on a podium for something. What do you want that to be? A Nobel Peace Prize, chemistry, mathematics. You want to be winning the award for the greatest teacher of all time, the best parent, like what is it? What's that thing that you want to do? What's that accomplishment that you want to have in your life? And then work backwards from that. If that's really something that excites you and gets you amped up, then that's probably the very first area that you should try encountering to see if it piques your interest, to see if it can turn into a fascination, so on and so forth. So if intelligence is not ultimately the predictor of success, which I don't know how many studies have to come out for people to really embrace that or even in this interview where Tyler admits, yeah, my brother, Taylor, excuse me, admits that my brother is smarter than me, but I have succeeded because I have curiosity, an absolute hunger to learn, a willingness to drop my ego. Like if you guys can see that's the truth, man, fall in love with that process of learning and getting better. Like find that thing that jazzes you up, build that into a fire in your life and you will crush it. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me for this very weird episode of After Impact. I am much appreciative for every human being that is a part of this community, really, truly, and honestly. And if you see me in public ever, please say hello. Um, That would mean the world to me. I love meeting the people that engage with this show. All right, guys, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and share this thing. That would also mean the world. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.